Metabroke. Hello and welcome to Drunken Time Travel. Hello. It's beer o'clock. And this week we've been uh, thinking of that there should be a Doctors on Ice, haven't we, Gav? Yes, we have. And what, would, uh, what, would that, what would that consist of then? Uh, the Doctors skating on ice. Well, all of them. Mm. Yes. Don't leave any of them out. Even the dead ones. So it would be like a weekend at Bernie's meets meets some kind of ice show. Would, yeah. Would the Ice Warriors be there as well? Oh, you'd have to have the Ice Warriors, wouldn't you? Yeah. Anyway, that's the beer finished pouring. Who do you think would win in the uh, the Doctor Ice? But between the Doctors and the Ice Warriors, or between thing? all the Doctors? Between all the Doctors. Tom Baker. Oh, I'd have to go with Third Doctor. You think? Oh, you think he'd be the best at ice skating? Yeah. He's he's already dressed for it nearly. Honestly, I would think Colin Baker would win at the ice skating. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting high... That's just, just the feeling I get. The feeling I get from him is... I mean, I mean, Sylvester McCoy, Seventh Doctor, would be too busy hanging off the side of the ice as a cliffhanger kind of thing. I'll see what you did there. Did you, did you get the reference? Yes. Oh, don't go. What's that from? I don't know what story it's from. How am I supposed to know things like that? Anyway, you haven't introduced me yet. No, I haven't. So anyway, on my left, uh, a man who is so tall, he doesn't need to stand on the shoulders of giants to see father. It's isn't Irish it, Gav. Isn't it, isn't it further? No, it's father. Did you check? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on my right is a man who has so many accents, you'll need one hand to count them on. It's English Gav. And if, you're, and if you're very good, he'll do one of his accents tonight for you. I don't do it on demand. I didn't I've say. Told I, you. I didn't say he do. Anyway, it just want, happens. If you want to contact us about this show, give us feedback, or request accents, good or bad, then please contact us drunkentimetravel at gmail dot com or at drunktimetravel or the Facebook or the Facebook or on Google Plus. Oh, or Tumblr. Don't we have a Tumblr? Nah, yeah. Didn't you, didn't we, you we, set up one? We, I set one up, but it's never used. No. Pretty much like nothing's ever used. But. Well, we don't really want to see spoilers of things before we watch them, do we? Mm. Isn't that the point of Tumblr, I think? I, I don't know what the point of Tumblr is. I, I still haven't and got it yet. Some kind of slash fiction or something? It's, it's just like some place for retweeting things, I think. Well, you were pouring it, so uh, tell everyone what the beer, tenuous beer today is. The tenuous beer today is from the Six Point Brewery. Uh, it's Global Warmer and 7% alcohol by volume, interestingly enough. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Oh, and it's got a 70 IBU on it as well. So that we're doing The Dominators first in Series 6. We're on to Series 6. Is this the first in Series 6? Yes. Nice one. Hence the 6.01. I, I, didn't, I did not notice. So I guess take it away, Mr. Synopsis. I shall indeed take it away. See how much farther you can get in this. Yes, uh, not borrowing from uh, Matt at all. Episode 1. The Evil Dominators in the Witch's Cabin. During a Red Arrow-style training run, one spaceship breaks formation and conveniently lands on the planet where this story takes place. Two pairs of shoulders with faces walk out of the ship. One of them, Toba, really likes destroying things. The other, Ragu, is harvesting all the radiation from an atomic blast to turn it into energy. The shoulders are the dominators. What Ragu? That's what I'm calling him. It's a my synopsis. Meanwhile, Cully's Adventures Limited has a new book in and is taking people to see the Island of Death. Which is this planet, he swears. But nobody believes him. So they go ask the Dominators for directions. Toba Shoulder, with his pet quark, a robot, excitedly destroys them, however, leaving Cully with yet another unpaid gig. Toba Shoulder then orders the, spa- the, the crash spaceship destroyed. The Doctor turns up just in time to be able to do nothing about this and head to a research station where he meets the locals, Dalsians, who are taught to accept the fact, who are taught to accept fact in the face of silly stories and superstition. For some reason though, they seem to really like calling each other names and arguing. All the time. Fed up of this, the Doctor and Jamie go for a walk and find Shoulder's ship. Toba Shoulder and a quark spy them from a distance with a quark awaiting orders to destroy. 
and the moral of this, don't expect a trip to a place called the Island of Death to be full of fluffy bunnies. Unless they're dead bunnies, that is. Episode 2. Close Encounters of the Pacifist Kind. I still think the Pacifist Rim would have been better. I know you do, but I, I, I didn't. And it's my synopsis, so nah. Because the shoulder people are evil grey aliens, no colour you see, they decide to probe the Doctor and Jamie. Well, Ragu shoulder does. Toba shoulder just wants to destroy them. They get to play with nursery toys and perform a physical. The Doctor and Jamie fail the tests anyway, and are let go for being no use at all to anyone. But tells them there are more intelligent people on the planet. Back at the bickering station, Zoe and Adventure Boy head off to the capital to see Adventure Boy's dad, the director. Apparently they've conclusively proved with facts there is no alien life. They might have the facts, they're obviously lacking the logic to use them. Good job we have Zemi with us then. Zemi? (laughs) What about Joey? (laughs) Good job we have Zoe with us then. Unfortunately Zoe can't back Adventure Boy's story. So his dad makes fun of him and they head back to the bickering station. Some council members decide to investigate claims of the can't possibly exist because we've already disproved them aliens and get themselves captured by the aliens for their troubles. Toba isn't allowed to destroy them though. There'll be a mutiny before long if this keeps up. Toba finally gets to destroy something else though. The bickering station. And just as Zoe and Adventure Boy arrive back there. The moral of this story is, without logic, facts merely enable you to be wrong with authority. <laughs> Episode 3. King Rago's Mines. The Doctor and Jamie head to the capital to see the director about what they're going to do. Apparently, they're going to do nothing. Haste is not a Dalmatian tradition. Better to do nothing than to do the wrong thing. Seriously, how did these guys ever move out of their caves? Though technically, the director isn't doing nothing. He's playing with toys whilst the doctor's trying to talk to him. Fed up of this, they head back to the bickering station. Meanwhile, Zoe and Adventure Boy survive the collapse under a table, but are captured by a quark and sent to the mines to work. Because everyone here isn't used to manual labour, Zoe proves to be the most fit and organises an escape plan. The director has another meeting and decides to continue doing nothing. The director and Jamie stumble into the middle of the escape plan and Jamie cocks it up, but redeems himself in the ensuing firefight by killing a quark. Zoe then tags Jamie, meaning he's now partners with the adventure boy. Then Toba's shoulder destroys the museum and it collapses on top of Jamie and adventure boy. And the moral this time is, meetings are good, even if the meeting is about how much more nothing you're not going to do than the last time you did nothing. Episode 4 Fifty Shades of Domination Sensible Shoulders orders the Quarks to return to drilling duties because they're low on power. It'll be all that destroying that Stupid Shoulders gets them to do. He has a go at Stupid Shoulders for this and gives him a written warning. They then have, they then have the debate on the nature of domination, which Sensible Shoulders wins, then goes to see the director. The Doctor and Zoe discover that Dominators are after radioactive energy for their fleet, when Jamie and Adventure Boy who survived the museum by hiding in a bunker, kill another quark with a falling boulder, and thusly distracting stupid shoulders. Back with the Council of Inactivity, Sensible Shoulders threatens to kill more people if they don't tell him where Jamie is. He doesn't like him killing all his robots. Advert! In 96% of tests, quarks running on Duracell batteries can destroy 30% more species than when running on solar power only. Quarks. <laughs> Episode 5 Journey to the Centre of the Dulcis Sensible Shoulders returns to give Stupid Shoulders a final warning for abandoning drilling again, with termination being exactly that. He will die if he does it again. Jamie and Adventure Boy, still making a nuisance of themselves, spy the Doctor and company being escorted. But what else does Jamie spy? A blanket. Only one thing for it, the old sheep thrown over the robot trick and rescue the prisoners. The doctor explains that shoulders are planning to drill through the crust and then fire rockets and a bomb into the middle to explode the planet in a radioactive explosion. Jamie suggests catching the bomb through a side hole in the tunnel, 
which is exactly the sort of one in a million chance idea that might just work. After catching the bomb, the Doctor throws it aboard the departing Sam the Eagle spaceship and it blows up and all is safe, apart from a massive volcano that just erupted and is now covering the island. Fact of the epistory, no quarks were harmed in the making of this epistory. So, would you say the Dominators are head and shoulders above everyone else now? Yes, very much so. They're even uh, head and shoulders above themselves. Yes, that's how tall they are. They're just like me. They they don't need to stand on the shoulders of giants, do they? They can just... They are, in fact, just shoulders themselves. Yes. <laughs> they must get a lot of dandruff. Anyway, quarks. Yes. Get into science, how it nice, yeah, I like quarks. it. quarks, right. So... Subatomic particles, you've got quarks. Oh, wait, we're talking about stupid monsters. Uh, yeah. So they were created as an attempt to create a monster with the same merchandising potential as the Daleks, yes, I believe. Blah, blah, blah. Heard it all before. Every single no, story. This one. But this one, I would say, well, apart from this and the mechanoids, I mean, I know they're, they're Ice Warriors and Cybermen and all. Mm. But this is probably the first one that's been like a robot like the Daleks, which isn't a robot. Because the writers um, mm. said the Daleks' appeal lay in the fact that they didn't just look like a man in a costume, basically. So they developed the quarks, which were like short robots with sinister chosen-like voices, which didn't look like men in costumes, mm. just chosen in costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but them big giant fucking sphere things, I forgot what they're calling them. They, they, were, they didn't look like people in costumes. The mechanoids? Yeah, that's them. You only said it like a minute ago, and I already forgot. <laughs> but, no, I know, but they were just awful. I'm saying, I awful. think they were worse than quarks. Bas- the me- the mechanoids, than... they're just quarks that have grown up and fat. And don't really speak, because they just went... Whereas the quarks go... More cake. Cake. Quarks are like, I would like more cake. You know, like the beginning yeah. of uh, the Canine Company song. Canine. No, 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 no. no. It's Doctor Who theme. Um. Yeah, but apparently the, the quarks were actually children, like, I don't know, sealed into those costumes. Sealed into them? Well, I read encased. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds lovely. And left to die. But they did keep falling over, so maybe they just left them. Maybe they just threw a blanket over them when it was sleep time and hoped. And hoped that they would ever find That deactivated them and they'd live. I don't know. <laughs> deactivated them and they'd live. <laughs> well, we've cased them in here. Can't get them out now. Throw a sheet of them. Throw a sheet of them. Make them ghosts. <laughs> they can be in the next story. <laughs> there, there were a couple of things similar... I thought between that and the Daleks, there was the fact we only saw their point of view at first, <clears throat> which we did with the Daleks and in the Daleks. Yes. And the whole blankets on quarks thing was just like the Daleks as well. Yes, it was. And that, 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 what, what? And and many other things. It's a recurring theme that is happening. But but the thing is, they looked a bit wank. They actually looked like Lego. They were a bit stuck together-ish. And and the way there's. That, there was no need for the the spiky head, I don't think, really, was there? No, you see, the problem with the spiky head is it made them look like that was their nose and their ears, which is just stupid. Well, robots have got to have noses and ears. Well, they don't have to. Why, how do they smell? Terrible. So, <laughs> I did like the first death effect, you know, with, with the Kelly's tourists coming along and they were, and it was like a negative... It was like it turned into a negative and then sort of melted. I can't really say I paid that much attention to it. Really. Yeah, we only watched it twice. Yeah. It, it, it was just a standard death scene. Oh yes, they're batteries that, oh, they, yeah. that, that have to be kept being conserved and recharged. Mm. They're actually shitter than most smartphones. Well, they couldn't tell how technology was going to uh, advance. But it did do a lot of killing for... Uh, Destructing shoulder guy, whatever his name was. Tauber. Tauber shoulder. Mm. Stupid shoulder, that's what I called him, wasn't it? It did get him it did get him to kill a lot. It must take a lot of energy to fight those destructive cannons. 
And also, I don't see how moving their arms gets people get them gets them to charge. Sort of that waste charge. Just, I don't know. I did not build these robots. There, there is obviously I'm, some I, sort I, of. I would not direct. be surprised if I found out you did. See, obviously, what they have figured out is how uh, Tesla invented the uh, direct energy energy transfer. I thought Edison invented that. Yeah. No. Edison did fuck all. Edison did a lot. Did fuck he all. Did more than Tesla he did. Fuck all. If Tesla were done except be played by David Bowie. But anyway, I thought all the uh, the quiet one. They, they only wanted a hug. Bit looks of it really, because all they did was walk around with their arms out. <laughs> See, if you made them today and mm-hmm. put them on Tumblr, they'd be the most popular Doctor Who robots <laughs> ever. Even more popular than the Adipose. Yeah, everybody would want to hug them. Yeah. The the queuing up in Doctor Who Museum with with the guns out and people hugging them, and then they shoot them and say it was a misunderstanding, and then shoot them again mm-hmm. in, a, in a Mars attacks kind of way, and then not shoot them again because the batteries run out, <laughs> despite being plugged in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they were kind of owned or run by the mm-hmm. Dominators, who I think you mm-hmm. may have mentioned had stupid shoulders. Yes, and uh, and like shouting. And there was only two of them as well. Yeah, there's only two of them, and they just seemed from the start like I don't know. I, w- I wasn't sure if they'd been together for a while as a sort of uh, as partners, not in that way. Well, kind of in that way, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> as good cop bad cop, you know, like uh, thing, or was it, was this their first mission together and they didn't get on, or? I want to know the backstory of. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're flying on manoeuvres earlier on and then all the rest of them because can we just fuck them two off somewhere? They're fucking annoying me. They never. <laughs> hey, get off to that planet and fucking harvest something, I don't know. Do something down there. <laughs> I, I do hope they said it in a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a north in every planet. What episode is that from, Captain? Uh, Rose. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, they just from the minute they got off the spaceship, when first night you saw them, it seemed mm-hmm. like they just had a massive argument because mm-hmm. they didn't even look at each other and were just shouting yeah. each other. But they weren't even shouting. It wasn't shouting. It was passive aggressive argument, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, not even giving each mm-hmm. other time mm-hmm. when they finished the sentence. Yeah, they they almost had the like backs us. to each other <laughs> when they stepped out of the ship. Yes. Did you not? You didn't feel like there was any sexual tension, did you? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I thought it was like they, were, they were like a married couple. I thought, you know, they've been married for yeah. like thirty years. Just got fed up with their little, you know, like picking nose. You know, like like you get fed up with their uh, habits and things like picking nose or or destroying things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're gathering energy, you cunt. <laughs> When we could be destroying things. Things. Things, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, he was one of the allies, though, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Just wanted to destroy everything. Trubish, yes, he said... Uh, every, every other minute. This was, this was five episodes, and he said destroy, or the variations of destroy, 28 times. 28 <laughs> times. Can we destroy them? No. No. Uh, no, it's great bit where he says, says, says uh, <laughs> no, no, command accepted. Command accepted. <laughs> Always command accepted. And then he fucks off through, and then goes and destroys stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always ignored it, but while his boss is there, command undisturbed. Kill. It was a great bit where he says, destroy, no, investigate. <laughs> I told you before. You always, you always do this in front of the primitives. <laughs> yes, that was, that was great comedy relief. Whether it was meant to be comedy or <laughs> I don't think it was, but they were marvellous. <laughs> but just the amount of times he was saying it. But he got to destroy everything eventually, including himself. Yeah. Uh, he, he probably ultimately got what he wanted. Do you think he got off on what? He probably had his cock in his hand as he blew up. <laughs> When you say blew up, do, do you mean? Uh, I mean, as he uh, exploded. 
as he was vaporised, uh, as he was atomised by the bomb. Exploded all over the Dominator ship <laughs> wall. <laughs> and they said, oh fuck, there's a bomb here. So they have those head glass things again in, 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 in this story, like they had in Ice Warriors. <laughs> in every other episode ever. I think it was Ice Warriors. Uh, did they have them on the Ark as well? Christ, I can't remember that far back. I don't think so. There was some sort of spaceshipy episode that they had them on. Possibly. Yeah, but they must have. Yeah, they must have got them uh, two for one with the uh, with the helicopter, with the helicopter uh, and the foam. And the foam, yes. Mm. Well, we've got more foam this series. I think it's in the seeds of death. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. I think it, we saw it in the icebergs. Now there's so much foam that you would not believe. I would believe. I have been watching Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, and I did like... Now, they got the prisoners and they, they were sending them for intelligence tests, they say, but they gave them the most basic of intelligence tests that you give to babies. They sort the square into the square hole and the triangle in the triangle hole. Well, I'm guessing the rest of the fleet had the good intelligence tests. They just gave them the cracker bits. I'm guessing they were the decoys. You know, like in Spies Like Us... Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase and Dan O'Quay played the decoy spies. Vaguely. <laughs> just say yes. <laughs> they, uh, that's what I'm guessing. So, they mentioned being yeah. masters of the ten galaxies. Yes, they did. you got to wonder which ten galaxies. Yeah, because they must be shit galaxies. Mm. The galaxies are pretty big. How could they be mm. masters of them? Or did they just decide they were masters of it without actually doing anything? Mm. Do you think it's related to the the nine galaxies that the Daleks were part of? Did did they take over them nine and now it's ten and they own them all? No, I'm not saying the Daleks are the are the most evil race in the universe. You know, greatest thing ever. Not not recently. Well, they were in the power of the Daleks. I do beg your pardon, but I refuse to believe these people ever took over anything owned by the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, yes. The Daleks could have... The Daleks could have stairs and these people couldn't take it over. Especially not with them to uh, leading any sort no. of offensive. Do you think it was a bit like uh, the Likely Lads with them too? Never watched it. Are you aware of its existence? I'm aware of its existence. Well, that's alright then. By name only. And I did notice a part of their... Uh, sort of... The, one of their, well, not their whole reason for being there, but uh, while they were there, they were going to pick up some slaves and said, uh, well, basically, we need slaves because we've taken on too many galaxies and we're running out of workforce. So we need some slaves to pick up the slack. Maybe slow down a bit. <laughs> Maybe slow down. <laughs> yeah, they basically said that their home planet is suffering because... All their, because uh, all workforce from their home planet is being farmed out to so the galaxies that they're. Uh, their home planet is suffering mm. because ninety percent of the industry is is being geared to make the shampoo head and shoulders, mm. or in their case, shoulders. <laughs> Sans head. Mm. Well, it brings us on to the capsule <laughs> that they used to. Tr- that the the uh, Dawson's mm. apparently used to transport anywhere eight minutes. And you get anywhere, basically. Yeah. Anywhere in eight minutes. Yeah. No matter how far it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but what happens if it's just like two minutes away? No, so eight minutes. <laughs> eight minutes to anywhere. But I'm guessing the story must be running short because there was a lot of scenes in the in the space taxi. Yeah, yeah, there was that one bit. It was just like after it was explained to Zoe that it takes eight minutes to get anywhere. I don't know if you noticed that. We, we've said that a few times already. And then uh, it cut away, and then next scene goes, how long until we get there? We're almost there. Yes, yes. D- didn't you just tell, we be tell you in the last we scene? Should, eight minutes, s- Zoe, eight minutes. Well, you just said we'd we be starting to descent soon, and then said, how long now? Oh, Jesus. Are we there yet? <laughs> you backseat passengers. Yes, we parked up five minutes ago. I'm just having a rest. <laughs> I'm a rest woman. <laughs> I don't want people to see my outfit. <laughs> Which we'll get on to shortly. So Balan, the one of the the old guy who 
I don't know if you mentioned him. He was on the. No, I didn't mention him. He was the. Well, he was like I don't know, university professor or. The survey team or something. They wanna. No, he wasn't one of them in the first expedition, was he? It was. Balan was the old guy that they found in the. In the yeah, yeah, in Bickering Centre, as I call it. Did they bicker there? They all fucking bickered. How about what? Everything. That's all the Dalsians do is just bicker about shit and call each other names. And you mean the the the, uh, the council? No, all of them in the research station. Yeah, it was a research station. I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I called that the bickering centre because that's all they did. But yeah, you you mentioned that they were they conclusively proved that there were no aliens, and then the yeah. Doctor Jamie and Zoe turn up. Oh, aliens, eh? Well, I must. Nope, that in my reports. So, so he's just fine with it now. He didn't note it though. He, he just said, "I must note that in my." Uh, moving on, because he, he did not finish that what, sentence. What do you mean? <laughs> moving on. Did Did he open his jacket and then say, "What any uh, What any watches do you?" <laughs> I can. So I've got some watches here for you. Don't know why I mind me opening my jacket there. Doesn't really work. Doesn't, doesn't really work well on podcasts. But there you go. Mm. But that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, well, there's, there's the way he says robots is brilliant. Robots. Robots. Are you, are you saying there's a robot? No, a robot, but, you know, good first time. Mm. And, and then when they go to the Dalsian spaceship, and the, uh, or the uh, mm. shoulder spaceship, and the shoulder people appear, and they're like, you are not Dalsians. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking, what, what gave it away? The big fuck-off spaceship, was it? <laughs> was it? <laughs> oh, have we built a spaceship? Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Why have we built a spaceship? There's no aliens out there to visit. Just the shoulder people. Mm. And they've conclusively proved they didn't exist now. And then one of his female students had a really creepy smile, I thought. It's like she couldn't stop smiling. And it seems a weird way that they learn history. Or, or they learn things. What? Remembering it. Remembering it. Yeah. It's not like you're learning <laughs> a thing. No, it's not even remembering yeah. in your own words. It's remembering it completely. Yeah, it's remembering a paragraph. Yes. <laughs> By heart. And apparently not very well, according to this female student. No. Who kept having to Because she had to recite something and then she'd forget words and he'd know exactly what words she was going to say next. It's basically just like remembering your national anthem. Go graph. I don't fucking know it. You know, must know the first word. No, not a clue. You just don't want to admit what it is, do you? It starts Land of Hope and Glory, and I don't know what's That's not the national anthem. Fuck off, it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you don't want to admit. <laughs> it's God Save the Queen. It's not. I don't care what you say. It's not. It is. It's not. Since when? Yeah. You can't just decide what your yeah. national anthem is. It's not. Oh, no, he's not believing facts. Well, England doesn't have an official national anthem. Okay, so so what country are you in that has an official national anthem? Uh, Britain. Yep, and, what, and what's that national God anthem? The Thank you. You're listening to Drunken Tangible. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the... Beer interlude. Oh, you should sing beer interlude to the tune of God Save the Queen. Beer interlude. <laughs> That's the wedding march. <laughs> Yeah, it is on it. It just went. It, it just where it's just where I went. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it like that. So yes, global warming. Mm. Mm. Thanks to Flonk for this. When I went to New York, he gave me some beer and I brought it back, and mm. and that's very nice. Uh, and this is one. And we thank him. Yes, very very much. Because it's been handy for today. Mm. And also, it's actually a very nice beer. It's, it's a very, very nice beer. It's a very, very nice beer. <laughs> okay, it's very, very, very nice beer. And also, how does it link in, Gav? Uh, did, you, did you even mention in your synopsis what happened? Yes, I did. Right at the very end. Okay. There was a big, massive volcano explosion that covered the island in lava. Which you only get sentences that, like sentences like that in Doctor Who, don't you? No. Or casualty. Occasionally. Yeah. Well, there was a big massive volcano explosion that covered the island in lava. 
But yes, that that must have heated things up a bit. So global warmer. Yeah. Is that tedious? It's fucking hard enough on a weekly basis as this is. Is this a weekly basis? Yeah, it's just stretched out to three weeks. That's time travel for you. But like my life, really. But yes, it's it's fucking damn nice. Yes, it's just it's just a very nice real ale, I guess you would call it. I wouldn't quite call it very hoppy. What would you say it would like? Is it malty? Probably because they don't use yeah they don't they don't they're not big wheat fans in America are they they more use. The dodo. Well, they didn't used to, did they? Because it used to use corn a lot before, and back in the past. Yeah, well, they're very big on. Uh, and then they use cor- craft beers now. Because they use corn for sugar a lot, don't they? <laughs> I'm with it. It's it's called global warming, and one of the lines on the back is, "There's no denying the beer climate is changing. Global warming, beer climate." Some say the world will end in fire. Some say ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favour fire. See, I don't agree with poems where you rhyme things that are the same word. I don't know what you mean. To poems you are being mean. <laughs> Extended refrigeration at retail magnifies beer's carbon footprint. Please enjoy as soon as possible. <laughs> Next week in the Gallops Read Beer fans. <laughs> to the doctor, back to the story. Are we giving this a sticker? Yes. I say very much sticker it. Stickering. Thank you. Thank you, Funk. No, don't no, don't go. We still have more. The, the doctor. Uh, he the lead. The, the main man, character of the, main the show. Man, the main shoulder man said that he had intelligent eyes. That was the first of many, many, many mentions of the doctor's eyes being intelligent and or old. And it was just coming onto him. That must have been Rage Robot or Ragu or whatever his name is. Sensible Shoulders. What? He wasn't sensible. Ragu was. Toba. Oh, Toba was one. Toba was stupid shoulders. Ah, they're all the same. Dominator racism. I did like the Doctor and Jimmy shuffling off at one point when they were held captive by the Dominators and then they realised they could escape. So they literally just shuffled off along the wall. But got caught by a quark. Yeah, by a crappy quark. Yeah, but they, uh, apart from, the Delta didn't really have that much to do, did he really? No, he had a few bits, but that was, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say this was his finest hour. I do think the Dominators were the best things in this. Mm. Only from our, from our 2014 standpoint. Well, so, yeah, it, it, did, it did have a few good bits. The, the, the thwarting the sort of intelligence tests if you like and the it turned into an electrician to alter the course of the uh, ship yes oh you mean throughout the wiring and everything yeah in in the space taxi yeah and it's a sonic screwdriver used for tunneling and he explained the storyline that's about it really that's all you need from him (laughs) really isn't it the rest of it was, was everybody else he wasn't available. Mm. Patrick wasn't about on location filming, partly, which was quite obvious because when we watched it the first time, it was that's not Patrick Tratton. <laughs> it was quite obvious from the back, and then they even had like a kind of close-up, well, not alright close-up, but you could see his face, and you knew it wasn't Patrick Tratton. So maybe the doctors regenerated again. I read on Tardis Wiki that there was one scene where you could quite clearly see that it wasn't Patrick Troughton and. It was somebody else's face or something. Yeah. You could actually see who it was and it wasn't it. Yeah. But you didn't no. notice. I didn't notice. Didn't I, I was not want people knowing we research things. I don't research things that much. It's especially not on Tardis Wiki, because often it's lies. <laughs> www.beingsued.com <laughs> but, but yeah, he didn't really do much, as you say. Jamie, on the other hand, had... Uh, it was all over, Jamie. He was all over the place, wasn't he? Right, it was killing shit, screwing yeah. things up, point, coming out with the solutions. <laughs> he said, uh, I have a wee idea that I'll shake them up. You know, the quarks, mm. which involved apparently throwing rocks at them. That was mm. his wee idea to shake them up. Mm. You know, Vicky's idea of bang yeah. a rock at us. Yeah. Vicky did it better, though. 
and then and then they had, then he had to get adventure boy after to finish the deed off him with Waldo. The as I said, Jamie also spoiled the escape plan that Zoe had set up, all perfect. Oh yeah, because because yeah. uh, Adventure Boy has the gun trained at the quark, and then yeah. Jamie comes up and goes, "Who are you trying to shoot?" or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> then slaps him on the shoulder, and and he misses or something. <laughs> no, he doesn't even fire. He's just no, like, "Oh, I, don't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't shoot him now. Yeah. Why not? Just shoot him." Because you turned up, you can't. You, you knocked me. Get away. And then he was all too late. And he, and he ties, uh, as well as putting blankets on quarks, he's also tying their feet together. Mm. Though to be fair to the quarks, when they looked yeah, down yeah. on closer inspection, mm. they were wearing loafers. Mm. Simpsons reference. Oh, right. I knew it must have been a reference to something that <laughs> was completely lost on me. So, in fairness, it could be a reference to anything. Mm. Possibly even Even, even the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it is a new, slightly new trick in uh, Jamie's uh, repertoire. Sheet repertoire. Sheet repertoire. <laughs> yeah, tie the feet together and then throw a sheet over them. Do they have two sheets then? Or do yeah. you tie them get tie their feet together with the blanket and then take off the blanket and then put it on its head? No, they're two sheets. Uh, they're a waste of sheets, I thought. Yeah, j- just tie it over him to style. It's there, can't be, there can't be many sheets on on this island of death. Incidentally, I'm, was I'm at least surprised two. it wasn't called the Island of Death. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> Anything else? No. So the Zoe, the, 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 uh, the dominators were so dominant that uh, she interrupted his, his Toba's mm-hmm. speech or whatever. She said, don't interrupt me again. And then she did. Mm-hmm. And asked him a question and he answered her. Yeah, you're, you're mm-hmm. great. <laughs> See why you're master of the fucking <laughs> ten galaxies. Yeah. That's why you got kicked off to this planet, you idiots. <laughs> one, one of my favourite scenes with her, Zoe, was uh, just after uh, they got uh, taken prisoner and uh, Zoe was uh, trying to organise a rebellion and all the rest of the Dalsians uh, were basically like on airplane queuing up to slap her. They took it. They took in turns to walk up to her and tell her why she was wrong, why they should submit, and and it it, it was just like that scene in airplane where they queued up to slap her. Everybody took it in turns to tell her why she was wrong. Did you make a reference? Yes, I did. Wow, that was great. I, I couldn't help but think about that. That's all. Thanks. I've got my reference in. I'm quitting. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> There was another good bit with uh, Kelly and Zoe where they walk off and they're just hold and they and then they hold hands walking off for some reason. I like that. Which reminds me of the Doctor and Jamie holding hands mm. to jump down off something once. It wasn't quite as camp or awesome as that. If this show was on now, there'd be so much shipping going on. It'd be unbelievable. Shipping. Oh, even you heard shipping. It's no. a Tumblr term. Oh, it means if you ship. Uh, the Doctor and Jamie, you want them to have a relationship. So I, I'd, I'd seen the term before, I've no idea what it meant. Well, now you know. And the more you know, Gav, will we rant about the Dalsians now? Yes, let's go on to them. I'm um, sure that's your note. Well, yeah. you've already mentioned that. Yeah, and seriously, how, how did these guys, as I mentioned this once, ever get out of their fucking caves? That's not the worst thing about them. What is? It's their fucking costumes. It's like they were wearing skirtons mixed with skirts or something. Skirtons. <laughs> <laughs> when the first turned up, I thought, hey, look here, we've got an, uh, a, a Greek Olympic swimming team. That's what I thought. Is that what you thought? Yeah. Might as well have been. Well, they're uh, under... And as I've mentioned as well, recently in this... Haste is not a Dalmatian tradition. Mm. Dalmatian. Dalmatian. Dalsian. Yes. Dalmatian. I think you'll find they said that many times during the episode, isn't it? I think you'll find they didn't. But yeah, their uh, motivational style seems to be uh, just bully and make fun of everybody. Um, I'd hope they'll do better because of it. Like, uh, like insert political party here. Hmm. Or religion. It's a valid technique. It's a valid technique. <laughs> Well, that's what I hear. 
They also have two hearts. Yes, they do. Like that Phil Collins song. Are they the first things in Doctor Who to have two hearts? I was wondering that. I was wondering whether we've yet established that the Doctor has two hearts. We haven't. We don't establish the Doctor has two hearts until the third Doctor, I think. But yeah, going back to the uh, their traditions and things, and so what one of them that said is it's better to do nothing than do the wrong thing. Which is going back to how how the fuck did these guys ever get out of their caves with with things well, like you this? You forget that they did. They did blow up a nuclear bomb at one point. Oh, he gets that. So I'm guessing everything was fine until they blew up the nuclear bomb and then they thought, fuck this, we're not doing anything else. Yeah, it was like uh, that during their progression that they realised their potential for uh, atomic weapons. So they uh, so they built some and tested it and just, oh, that worked. Yeah, let's not do that again. Let's not do that or <laughs> manual labour ever again. Yeah. Let's just stop doing things ever again <laughs> it's pretty much what they did <laughs> which uh, which led to uh, well, haste is not a uh, tradition anymore better to not do better to do nothing than do the wrong thing universal gentleness will cause aggression today on many other sides and also meetings they have meetings about meetings yeah that's nothing new though but the thing about their uh, pacifism mm. is, is why do we, why did we care about the Thaos more than the Dossiers? They were both pacifists. Because the these were idiots. <laughs> Is it because the Thaos fought back? It's because the Daleks were thoroughly evil. Oh right, yes, and the Dominators are a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the speaking of Dominators, the, the Ragu, the one that goes to see the the council yeah. or whatever. Someone says mm. he had to make an appointment to see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and invading force comes up. But you must make an appointment. <laughs> oh. You don't have an appointment. Don't know if I can let... <laughs> I think the best thing is that the only reason he went there was to, to find out where Jamie was. To ask him where Jamie is. Tell me where Jamie is or I will execute everyone. And then he left. And that's all he went there for. <laughs> Not to negotiate a surrender or anything. <laughs> Where's Jamie? <laughs> and they had a bizarre, massive mm. spinning top on their on the desk. Mm. Does that mean that yeah. it was in the same reality as uh, Inception? Uh, it could be. But he did like playing that when playing with that when the doctor was talking to him. Playing with what? The spinning top. Oh right. Was like, yeah, I, I don't know why he's saying I'm playing. <laughs> When you'd seen Gav's mind there, it was fantastic. <laughs> I think you'll find the uh, the sound mind was, was just as good. Is it? Is there such a thing as a sound mind? <laughs> there is now. Is that like a vision noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want. And they had no weapons on the planet. Mm. Apart from guns and bombs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, apart from all the weapons, they haven't got any weapons. Oh, that works. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't got any beer. And we meant apart from this beer. What? Uh, so yeah, th- th- would we say they weren't written as uh, as, as three dimensional characters? <laughs> I think they were written as eight dimensional characters. But we we just didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> they were just fucking all over the place. So it brings us to Cully of mm. Cully's Adventures Emporium Limited Inc. Mm. Yeah. He seemed he seemed a bit of a Walter Walter Mitty type at first, mm. you know, making up stories and things. As uh, as uh, Garrick says in Deep Space Nine, the problem with uh, the little boy that cried wolf is that tells you one thing: never tell the same lie twice. I think it's awesome. Yes, <laughs> that is why he's awesome. I wonder what story that's from. Anyway. Uh, but Cully, unlike other Dalsians, or Dalmatians, mm. is curious, apparently. And then when uh, he said about going on the rocket capsule thing, so he said, oh, how do they work? And he's like, I have no idea. 
Oh, right, you're, you're curious, are you? Mm. <laughs> no idea how they work. Don't care. Yeah. Next. Yeah. I'm curious. I wonder how they work, but I don't know. How can you not know? I, I mean, you obviously yeah. use that thing all the time. I mean, you obviously use in that mm. thing as much as what people are in taxis, would we say? He, he, he only looked you, at the fact that it gets in it, it goes there, and it gets out. If I said to you, how does a taxi work? You would have a fair idea to, you know, you wouldn't just say, I have no idea. I mean, if I said how yeah. a car works, you could say stuff about yeah. combustion engines and shit, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, but vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. You just wouldn't say I have no idea. And I'll tell you another thing about Cully is he I'm sure up, there's plenty of things I could say no idea about. Usually pop culture references. What? Ah, Cool. Cully looked up at Jamie's coat <laughs> at one point. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see that. You did? No, I didn't. Did you watch the story at yeah. all? Yeah, I, I wasn't looking for Jamie's kill. It no, was the bit where Jamie they were, in, they were in the nuclear bunker and Jamie was climbing up the ladder and and Cully went up after him and he looked up and he could obviously see he was, you know, if I were Jamie, I would have been him. I would have let Cully go first. Although he would have been looked up, he would have been looking up Cully's skirt, to be fair. He was probably wearing pants. Well, I know he was in reality, but was yeah, Jamie was. Yeah. No, no, I think Scotsmen don't wear. Pants. Yeah, Jamie does. <laughs> Look, the amount of ice planets he's been to is wearing pants. Do you think they have a washing machine in the TARDIS? Yes. Dishwasher. It's probably a sonic washer. You know, like in Star Trek. No, uh, he's got one of them. He's got one of them, right? Mm. Which brings us to uh, this was originally six episodes. But it was cut back to five, and Mind Robber got given an extra one because the uh, program makers weren't didn't think there was enough story for six episodes. When did that ever stop them? I know that's what I was thinking. But this must have been particularly mm-hmm. bad, and that's why the writers' names aren't on the story now. It's like a, a pseudonym. Also, that they tried, they went to it, they had an argument with the BBC over the merchandising for the quarks. <laughs> I'm going to say, I love my quark. <laughs> the what hold me together. Are they? I thought it was molecular force. It's magic. It's magic. Always magic. Anyway, quotes. What's your quote, Gav? My quote is the doctor uh, during the, the tests. Uh, basically pretty much this an unintelligent enemy is far less dangerous than an intelligent one Jamie hey just act stupid do you think you can manage that oh it's easy very good and my uh, quote is the doctor and Zoe what's he looking for well now's our chance to investigate the power unit and, and find out what fuel the ship carries well the quarks use ultrasound So presumably it must be a fuel capable of producing a high enough energy quotient to sustain an amplifying complex of considerably sophisticated design. Yes, must be pretty powerful too. Yes, well that's what... Much lols happened. And so the final thoughts of the episode then, Gus? Well, I think we've mentioned that, but I found the bickering dominators amusing, but the Dulcians bored me. They were very two-dimensional. And it was just a standard sort of story, really. I actually like this one. <laughs> Is it your favourite? I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but I thought it was a pretty good story. Yeah. Did you think it was better? There was than... plenty of action throughout you're it. Just, it. You're just happy it exists. It, <laughs> <laughs> but it, the the storyline or pace never slowed. There was always plenty happening. The, the Dominators were interesting characters. They provided a good comic relief now and again yeah. yes the uh, there's plenty happening I the Dulcians the, might have been a bit stupid but yeah I just thought the characterisation was and, and as you said the Doctor didn't really do much it just it just seemed like a very typical Doctor Who story and the Doctor sa- saved the day by killing it's, killing the Dominators with a bomb hmm. not two of them anyway yeah but oh, whatever. that's not what the Doctor does it does in the early days. Is it cunt? We don't count anymore. <laughs> I've got. I know where I'll take this bomb. What into the TARDIS somewhere else? 
No, apparently you're going to take it on dealership and kill people. Yeah, I'm going to kill people with it. Just in case you were in any doubt as to how the writers <laughs> thought about the anti-war movement. Yeah, yeah, you did initial thing was, I know exactly where to take this bomb. I was going to take it in TARDIS and just sort of throw it out somewhere or something, I don't know. But now I'm going to blow these enemies up. So we had an email recently with a uh, music file. Yes. Um, from, from Richard, Richard. Spruill. Yes. Something like that. Apologies for getting name wrong. Just a short tune mm. using beer sounds, he says. Give up the good work. Great work. So here it is. It's a uh, amusing little jingle. Mm. And it goes thusly. <laughs> It was awesome. Yes. Thank you for that, Richard. Yes. I had keep up the good work yourself. Well, well I said. What he says. <laughs> but yes, that was awesome. As usual. Next time, <laughs> I will be doing uh, the history, of drunken history on Manhattan Project. On the Manhattan Project. Yes. And once again, I shall uh, be doing the synopsis of The Mind Rubber. The end quote is for this edition go the only use for an atomic bomb is to keep someone else from using one and that was by George Wald please follow our existence on iTunes as ever by rating commenting or indeed liking indeed happy Happy sleep sleep time everyone what he said You've jeopardised our mission by unnecessary softness.